On our show, Evan Lauser with Games and Gizmos, and David Stancil Gardner with Vern and Wells, and later, Jake Tice with Gen Con. All on our show, Roll the Dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Games and Gizmos. Games and Gizmos is your friendly local game store with a great selection and a welcoming community. Come to Games and Gizmos in Kirkland, Washington. Now back to the show. Hey, it's episode six, geeks! We've made it. We have. It's almost like we're a real podcast. Yeah. I think we're up to, well, I don't know, 38 people, 50 people? (laughs) I don't know. It keeps on growing. It's baby steps. It's it is baby, baby steps. steps. It grows right. every week. Well, if you include all three of our families, I think we're up to about <laughs> My family people. does not listen. No? No. No, that, that's <laughs> lame. But we do have a good episode for everybody else out there. We do. And, uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to introduce something. Um, my host. By the way, I'm Blue Samurai. <laughs> Next to me is... The Costasaurus. And then we got... I'm the one who is not Blue Samurai or Costasaurus. Just My Paul. name is Paul. Just Paul. <laughs> Paul, what's going on with uh, today's episode? Well, we are talking to um, Evan Lauscher mm-hmm. from uh, Games and Gizmos, mm-hmm. and since they're next door, David Stansel Garner of uh, Vern and Wells. Those guys were great. We awesome. were there. Super nice. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to Jake Tice. Woo. Love Jake with Gen Con. Yes. Speaking of conventions, Joe. Yes, so the convention we have coming up soon is Dragonflight. So this is August 25th <laughs> or 25th through 27th, yes, and that's a weekend. Yes. That's um, right. And that's in the city of Bellevue, Washington at the Bellevue Hilton. When you go, you're going to want to take the elevator down to the bottom because right when you walk in, you can't necessarily tell it's a con, but then you go down that elevator and you walk out a little bit and you can definitely see it. And we will be there yep. sporting our cool new t-shirts. Indeed. Hopefully a banner. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Steve likes banners. And we'll, OrcaCon will be there as well. Yes. We'll have our table, mm-hmm. which is OrcaCon is coming up, right? Well, a couple months from now. Up. But yep. um, when is that? January. Um, <laughs> it's coming up. Oh, you know. Stay there. I'm going to go. You, you go look it up on your phone. And I will just talk and make it sound like we know what we're doing. In the meantime, you can go to orcacon.org and apply to be a volunteer. Yes. You and can apply for a demo table. And, by the way, it's January 12th through the 14th. Look at that. Thank you. Joe saved the day. So, guys, what's been going on? I've been watching Game of Thrones. I have not been oh, watching yeah. Game of Thrones, so the let's fact, not talk about that at all. The what? fact that right, we find out the, it's been a dream the whole time. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's wasn't, it. Right. It's, some, it's really mm-hmm. what happened is... Um, that Stark gets out of the shower. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Bob Newhart's dream. Mr. Mr. Martin, <laughs> he, he wakes up in For his bed, and he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, wow, that would make such a great book. That's, I mean, it was it That was would really amazing. be lame. <laughs> well, I can't wait till you guys watch it, because then I want to talk to you about it, because it's, it's so awesome. I all, and this doesn't ruin anything, Paul, and I, because I said this. Okay. Um, I honestly think it's probably the 
the best opening to an episode I've ever seen. I'm I'm, I'm watching it tonight. I with know my that's, wife. that's I'm, big I'm for different people, but for it. me. I felt like it probably was. And we're talking about episode one because that was yesterday yes. in our world because we're mm-hmm. in the past and you're in the future. That's mm-hmm. right. Future. Yes, future, season seven, future. episode one. <laughs> well, anyway, we do have a great show. Um, I think Jake will be first, I believe, with Gen Con. What an amazing convention. I've never been there. I've always heard about it, but I'm going. But you will be. I will be going. You have to go see the Might Be Giants because I can't go. Yes, I am going to go see them. Good. And I'm going to go see some local game developers. I I hope that we've interviewed in the past. Nice. And then after that, of course, uh, Paul, like you said, we we uh, will interview David and Evan uh-huh. with uh, Vernon Wells and Games and Gizmos, and that was really cool going there. We interviewed several people there as well. It's kind of an interesting new concept, but actually. Paying for a place to game. It's like yeah, well, it's exactly as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a membership. It's a club. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a um, club. It's totally safe space, which I love. Um, you go. It's welcoming to everyone. New gamers, gamers who've been playing games forever, men, women, mm-hmm. um, disability. Just it's it's just very very welcoming, and uh, the people who run it are great. And the fact that you know you could be in there with your friends. Um, on different levels and be like, oh, crap, we need some dice and go next door to Games to Gizmos exactly, and get your yeah. dice right there. Um, and the fact that, like, I think it's, like, their highest tier. Um, mm-hmm. You could, you'll get, they have, like, little key fobs, more or less, and you could be like, ah, it's, like, 2.30 in the morning. Right. I'm going to go game. And I've go. got my uh, RPG itch. Yeah. I'm going to go on the game. Vernon uh, Wells. Well, they got video games there. They got a full, they got a kitchen as well. Um, that comes well, the, with the their library, their game library is pretty. Yeah, they got a pretty big game library. So it's they got AC. He was talking about how people were coming to escape the heat the other day. <laughs> right. They've got so, leather wingback chairs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They got well, a pointless box. Well, we better not be telling all about this. That's Otherwise, right. why would they why listen not? to the interview? Turn it off now. But first, it's Jake. So let's get to Jake right about now. Now. Hey guys, we are now here at uh, Games Plus in Lake Stevens talking to Jake Tice of Gen Con. How's it going, Jake? Things are great. I, uh, the people listening at home won't know it, but the people were very kind and patient to wait for me as I was <laughs> trapped in some exciting Cascadia traffic on the way here, but now uh, ready to talk Gen Con and games and geeks and all that good stuff. Fantastic. Nice. Well, and everybody knows, every tabletop gamer knows that Gen Con is the, it's the big show. I mean, it's the biggest con uh, there is when it comes to tabletop gaming. But what's interesting, and what many people don't know, is you are headquarters right here in uh, Washington State. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, right right on Lake Washington <laughs> wow. in Seattle. So right. we can see Mount Rainier and Lake Washington from my office. Fantastic. And, you, and you're working, obviously, at Gen Con 50, and I heard the first time you sold out of all tickets. Is that true? Uh, we are currently out of four-day passes at the time of this recording. It is very mm-hmm. likely that uh, later this week we'll be out of Saturday passes. And depending on how things go after that and when the podcast debuts, we may be sold out. That wow. is amazing. But how many passes is that? Uh, I can use last year as a frame of reference. Uh, we did just over 60,000 unique attendees last year, 200,000-plus uh, turnstiles. That Jeez. is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What's, uh, what do you guys max out at, like fire code or anything like that, like you know, a lot of these cons have? 
Well, it's not really a, a hard and fast number. What, one of the things that uh, we, we look at is we have 19,000 different events that will be happening during the show. Wow. So making sure that we have mm. people in seats playing different games at different times allows us to uh, sort of change the balance up as we okay. go by okay. nice. time by time. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, essentially, you know, everyone pours in, everyone pours out. There's a system there, though. Yeah, there, there's single-day pass holders, there's four-day pass holders, there's game masters and exhibitors and press and staff and our event team which operates the event and uh, our operations team does a great job of kind of spinning all of those plates and making sure that you know people are having a good time in the halls things are moving along at at a decent pace and at the same time you know you you want it to feel uh busy you want it to feel full you want the exhibit hall to be full and booths to be full and people to be demoing games so Mm -hmm. it's sort of a Something that we, we talk about, I think we've talked about it literally every day for the last six weeks. Of what what is that sort of exact right uh, number to select? And yeah. what is your role with uh, Gen Con? Uh, I'm a senior marketing communications manager. And so. and it, you guys start off probably a small staff, and then you ramp up right up to um, that's true. Gen Con. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think our, our current full time staff is I want to say about eleven people, uh, and wow. then. Yeah, <laughs> as, as we get closer to the convention, uh, we have people that, that come on as contract help for fulfillment to, to ship out badges to people. Okay, uh, we'll have different contractors work to help with customer service and working with different exhibitors to get them ramped up and, and ready for the show. So, I think uh, at peak, our office probably has around twenty to between twenty and thirty people working in it. Okay, I heard just the size of an as many people as show up. It, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars in economic activity that happened just in Indianapolis. It's absolutely amazing um, with all the people. And and oh, obviously you have a lot of gaming companies that come, come in too. What are the big ones that are coming in this year? Well, we'll have uh, approximately 500 exhibitors at the show, and that doesn't mm-hmm. count people that will be running events at, at the show, uh, right. restaurants and, and uh, food and beverage partners that participate at the show as well. Uh, from some of the bigger ones, uh, year-to-year uh, Rio Grande games, Mayfair oh. games, uh, a lot of magic is played at the show. Uh, Paizo and, and Pathfinder do, does tremendously well at, at the show. Uh, you know, any game you could imagine oh. will be played well, during we, the weekend. Well, we uh, we interviewed a couple of just small game developers, sure. uh, a guy named David Gerard with uh, Junk King, and he was talking about how he's going over to Gen, uh, Gen Con to sell his wares uh, along with some other indie and small game developers. So it's pretty cool that you've got all these folks from across the country, maybe even the world, coming in there to show the, the latest games that they got going. And, and each year we, we've tried to be mindful of making it welcoming to a smaller uh, exhibitor as well as you know the, the big giant gaming companies. Uh, we have an Entrepreneurs Avenue that I, I think year to year has between 30 and 40 new companies that come in. Mm-hmm. So that kind of injection of like, oh, what are the, the new, exciting, smaller boutique games that we can check out? And then, you know, you can walk down you know, several aisles in the hall and, and get you know, the enormous booths with the, the big, beautiful displays and, you know, six foot, hall, six foot tall racks of games. And it's kind of a nice blend. It's pretty cool. Um, so 50 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's what are you doing about this 50th year? Is there anything big that's going to happen? Uh, and is there any way to, I'm sure 
you want to respect uh, that this was originally created by Gary Gygax. Uh, sure. is, is there anything that pays homage <laughs> to him? Absolutely. Uh, I'll step you through some of the big stuff that's happening, and then I'll tell you about how we're sort of balancing the, mm-hmm. the, the big new with paying tribute to, to the, the first Gen Con. Uh, Last year was our first year expanding into Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Indianapolis Colts play. Okay. So it was kind of a cool, like, oh, let's play mm-hmm. games where professional athletes play. We mm-hmm. weren't on the field level last year. We were in all the meeting and event space. Uh, this year we're going to be on the field level. So you wow. Can, <laughs> and right at the 50-yard line, uh-huh. we're building a tribute to the first Gen Con. So it'll so be okay. a, a scale tribute. Uh, uh-huh. So... Where the first Gen Con was held, I was actually there in March and was able to walk around and get stories from some really? of the people. Yeah, that, at Lake Geneva. You went to Lake Geneva. Exactly. Wow, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you can park right on the street, right in front of the, mm-hmm. the Horticultural Hall where the first Gen Con was held. I think mm-hmm. they say 96 people were at the first show. Uh, you know, 60,000 at our show last year to see <laughs> that. Uh, the the horticultural hall that we're building on the the field of Lucas Oil Stadium uh, will have museum elements, so people will be able to walk through the decades of different gen okay. cons and see mm-hmm. different gaming really artifacts from the, mm-hmm. the different years that were there. We're doing retrospective panels, so I, I believe we're between fifteen and twenty ish retrospective panels. So. Uh, if you want to hear about classic TSR stories mm-hmm. from the 80s, we're going to have a panel about classic TSR stories okay. from the 80s with the people that were there. Wow. Any of the family members? I know his son uh, the does guy, some stuff. Yeah, he, some of the Gygaxes will be there. Okay. Uh, one person that, that people listening might not know that I, I think is probably the, the coolest Gen Con attendee is a guy named Mike Carr. Uh, Mike Carr is... I, to my knowledge, is the only person that has been to every Gen Con. Wow. He's been to all 50. <laughs> so, wow. needless to say, he's a very special guest of ours, and uh, we have some cool things planned for him oh, at, cool. at the show. Oh, right. cool. Nice. Cool. The other uh, big thing that mm-hmm. I would tell people about that's happening at the show is uh, we booked They Might Be Giants to play the opening day of, of the show. So, oh, so awesome. Sweet. So yeah. awesome. Okay. So, we, we were trying to find a... a good multi-generational mm-hmm. band where, where people, you know, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, present sure. had connection to it, and, and we thought you know that would be a, a slam dunk. They are so fun live. It's, a, it's, it's, it's awesome. And it literally will be the, the largest event in Gen Con history. So I think up to this point we've had 4,000 plus people sign up for it, so wow, it wouldn't shock me if we get to about 5,500 at, at that event, which would wow. be very, very cool. Event. Very awesome. cool. cool. So there's, we were talking earlier, there's so much stuff with Gen Con. There's so many uh, games being demoed. There's so many uh, games being sold. So many different companies, exhibitors that are there. Um, and I know that every year whenever I'm watching the news on it, um, there's always going to be, there's always like that top five things that are really, really big. The big things there that maybe is getting the most buzz on BGG or or elsewhere, what would you say are kind of like the big five buzz buzzes that are coming out for people that are going to be attending Gen Con this year? Two right off the top of my head uh, that, that ring out to me. Uh, Paizo's releasing Starfinder, so their new sci-fi-themed RPG is going to be massive. Uh, the amount of events that they're running at the show has increased with both Pathfinder and Starfinder events, mm-hmm. and they're filling like crazy, and there's huge customer demand for it. 
uh, Fantasy Flight and the return of L5R, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, has been another one where we're seeing a lot of, of buzz related to that. Mm-hmm. And they have some cool things in store for the show uh, as well. Uh, Board Game Geek produces a list each year of, of different games that are debuting at the show. This year, I, I, last check, we were around 180 games that, that'll be coming out. So, in terms of Amazing. discovery, those are the only ones that have been announced and publicized up to this point. Every year, we're, we're always taken by surprise too about you know secrets, things that the publisher didn't know if it would make it in time yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. It, it sneaks in under the wire, and then they can finally sure. announce it, and those uh, vaporize, and we, we get to kind of learn about some of the big stories on the fly as well. I'm still waiting for this news to come out that Fantasy Flight is making the the full digital um, accessory to uh, Star Wars uh, Imperial Assault, just as they did with Descent. Mm. Um, they did that the, that whole system. They have it with Mansions of Madness. Every time I see any of those folks, I always ask them, and they say, we're working on it. So I'm always waiting for that announcement to come out. Just because a couple of years ago, I mean, they announced all kinds of big stuff. Including being um, uh, emerging with the with um, more or less, I think it's Asthma Day, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of news like that. But it seems mm-hmm. like Fantasy Flight's always putting out something big at Gen Con. Yeah, they, some big news or something. Their their booth has always uh, got a high level of energy, and I think that it's a, a good blend of they have licensed products from mm-hmm. big brands that people know oh, yeah. about, and then they also have uh, critically acclaimed products on the other side that are you know not licensed mm-hmm. and. Uh, have game designers that are sort of the the name that's driving the product. You know, I am really excited to go. I've always wanted to go. Yeah, every we, we finally got you. Yes, every nerd out there that's <laughs> like they have to visit at least once in their lifetime, and this is this is my chance. So, as a first timer, mm-hmm. what can you tell me? What should I be prepared for? What should I bring to this? Comfortable shoes would be where I would start. Okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, one super secret for, for walking the show, bring, bring two pair of shoes and a bunch of, twice as many socks as you think you'll need because you'll be walking around discovering things like crazy. You know, there there's 10 different giant event hall, uh, I say event hall, event and exhibit mm-hmm. hall uh, that'll be happening. So, uh, you know, 100,000 plus square feet of, of gaming around there. All of Lucas Oil Field. Uh, we have Georgia Street, which is a outdoor, more festival experience for, for the show. Mm-hmm. So okay. forty plus food trucks, Sun King Beer wow. Garden. Uh, wow, it, it, it's a lot of. Uh, I think I'm just gonna be in shock the whole time. Just walked around. I would go just for food trucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get me to leave that area. Uh, one cool thing on Georgia Street that a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know about that I, I think is a good Gen Con secret is Mayfair in the mornings has a van set up where they'll be giving out uh, free hot coffee and water. Oh, so it, wow. Okay. It's a good chance to kind of uh, get, get some caffeine going before you hit the exhibit hall cool. in the morning and, and get gaming. Cool. Hear that, listeners? That's some insider information there. Free yeah. coffee and water from Mayfair outside first thing in the morning. Yeah. I know where to go now. Yeah. yeah. Right got on Georgia Street. All kinds of other fun stuff, too. Like, what Can you tell us about the puppet program? I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the puppet program started about three years ago, and... Uh, each year we, we have a puppet guest of honor, and okay. you can ask if that's the puppeteer or the puppet. Yeah. So 
there, there's specific programming uh, each year where you can learn to puppeteer, and then there's also audience-specific things. So okay. you can sit in the crowd, and there's children's programming, and then there's also, you know, I think the late-night puppet slam is what it's called. Okay. So it can get a little bit more blue in the evening. Okay. Yeah. And it, is it all kinds of puppets? Like um, hand puppets and mechanical puppets? You got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and learning how to make and craft puppets, learning Mm -hmm. the skill of of puppeteering. Okay. And then, uh, you know, in in years past, we've had people from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Awesome. Um, We've had people from Sesame Street and kind of a a cool, eclectic mix of all all things puppet. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think one thing with Gen Con having 19,000 events that someone can (laughs) dive in deeply into one thing, say the the puppet program. Uh And you know, jam their schedule with puppet programming, mm-hmm. and have no idea that there's that. film festival <laughs> writers programming, an art show, uh, and that's not even touching you know more than ten thousand gaming events. And the art show is did I read right? That's the nation's biggest like sci-fi fantasy art show that happens. I don't know if uh, is there a lawyer listening. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know uh, if it is. But it's I big. believe it is. Yeah, there are. I believe eighty-eight artists. I, I wow. think that is the total wow. this year. Very cool. And they uh, award a, a best in show uh, each year for that. And, okay. Yeah, uh, they'll also have different panel tracks about how to get into to fantasy and gaming art. Okay. As well as different Q and A. Wow. So, yeah, let's talk about your panels. I mean, how many of those you got? <laughs> and I, I'm assuming it's just about everything. I mean, sure. Uh, yeah, we, we have, uh, shoot, all across the, the spectrum mm-hmm. of different programming and games. The, the retrospective panels, mm-hmm. which I mentioned, uh, I think will be super cool. We're, we're trying that for the first time this year. We have industry insider panels. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, each year we select between 30 and 40 people that, that we call industry insiders or people that are actively working in the game industry. So if you want to figure out you know, how to run a successful Kickstarter, how to uh, tighten up game design, uh, there are different specific panels. All of these are free to attend uh, that, that folks can go to. Okay. Uh, different panels from game manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want uh, something annually that is always exciting to people and talking about fantasy flight games, they run their in-flight report. So they, mm-hmm. they run a giant panel and presentation about all of the things that are coming mm-hmm. up for the next year. Oh, wow. So you got these companies that are going to roll out their latest and greatest stuff. This, they right. use Gen Con to do that, then I imagine, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. so, <laughs> so what's going to be the next 50 years like? What, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. What's the future for Gen Con? We're talking about that right now. Actually, and it's sort of an exciting time where this is the the first year uh, where we're looking at sellout uh, of badges. So, at this point, uh, we're in discussions to figure out what what the future looks like, and we can't really uh-huh. you know uh, get into too much of, of what sure. it is. But we're needless to say, we're, we're waist deep in, in plans for how to make Gen Con in Indianapolis as good as it can be, and then also figuring out you know. What other opportunities could exist? Seattle would be a great area. <laughs> <laughs> like I heard, this is kind of the gaming hub going on right now. So uh, who knows? That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you see maybe Gen Con doing what what San Diego Comic Con did, where it was? I mean, at first it was just a comic book convention, you know, long boxes and, and mm-hmm. comic book dealers, and then it turned into something where you actually had, you know. 
movie theaters coming in there and uh, movie yeah. studios starting yeah, coming in pop, there. Yeah, pop culture event. Do you see maybe Gen Con, maybe in the future, going in that direction a little bit? You know, to, to be honest, um, in, in thinking about the convention, one of the things that we talk about at the show is the, the games being the stars. So, excellent. At, cool. at, a, at a San Diego Comic Con, you can expect to you know stand in line and, mm-hmm. and meet you know movie stars, television sure. stars, famous people, and you know classic comic creators. When people go to Gen Con, we want new games, classic mm-hmm. games, the games people love, where they can sit down and actually play them. Awesome. And, meet the people that created them and the, the people that created them can meet their friends from the game industry all around and mm-hmm. one centralized location. I've heard from different folks in the game industry that it's sort of a class reunion every year uh-huh. where you cool. can meet you know, the game designer that you worked with two projects ago and it's conveniently everyone's <laughs> yeah. in Indianapolis for one weekend every year. I mean, that's what, that's kind of my draw there is is to talk to the game developers, especially the indie sure. ones. And if I go there, I'm going to try to interview some of them um, and just talk to them. It's just amazing how they they kind of use this opportunity to make a name for themselves. You know? yeah. So I, I'm really excited going. Too bad these guys aren't go- coming with me, but I'll send pictures. It's my wedding so. anniversary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, is that Sorry. important? Oh, I yeah, guess so. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have anything else for Jake? Um, no. That's great. So Jake, how do we get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? You got Twitters and all that, Facebooks. I'm sure you do. We do. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, people can look at Gen Con Indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twitter site is Gen underscore Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the show, I'd encourage everyone to, to look at hashtag Gen Con 50. Okay. We're going to tag all the new pertinent, exciting content with hashtag Gen Con 50. So that'll be your one-stop shop for looking at games and costumes mm-hmm. that people wear and breaking news and uh, artsy pictures taken by our staff. Cool. <laughs> cool. Okay. All that good stuff. Awesome. Well, you know, we'd like to extend an invitation to you. I hope uh, you'll have time to come out to OrcaCon. Sure. And relax and actually not work, actually play games. <laughs> yeah. Be a civilian. It's a little less crowded. Yes. And we'll do all <laughs> the work. We'll run around. We'll, we'll run around and do... And, and, have our heads blow up and you laugh at us. <laughs> no. I, I, I went to OrcaCon for the first time last year and had a terrific time. Awesome. awesome. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that, yeah. It was Joe's first time, too. It was Joe's first time. <laughs> yeah. And we got to play a game. Yeah? We'll have to do the at, okay. at OrcaCon. So. Oh, I thought you meant right now. I was ready. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that, too. Shuffle we just, up. We just we'll play like a good, road. <laughs> quick little 30-minute um, game of Twilight Imperium 3. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Well, Jake, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. I am looking forward to seeing you at Gen Con. Thanks. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells, an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw.club. Vernon and Wells, Imperium and Imperio. Now to our show. That was awesome. Um, I just, for me, wanting to go to Gen Con, and I've never been there, and getting to hear just, I mean, the stories, how it was created, how long it's been, I didn't know it's been around that long. Well, for the record, I did offer both of you to go to Gen Con. Yes, I, did. Did, I had a chance I to go, and I can't go. can't afford it or take the time off. I'm even, well, on, I'm even on vacation, and I can't go. That yeah. just sucks. Well, maybe next year you guys can go with me. But yeah. I am going with Greg Pratt. So, It'll be fun. Well, and he snores, though. So I, I, 
I'm a little worried about that. So. Oh, I'd be fine. Just don't go to sleep. Just don't go to sleep. Just game and do podcasting the whole time. Yes. I can do that. I think that sounds fun. Yeah. Lots of caffeine. Yes, lots of caffeine. Crash, well, crash on the plane on the way home. Even though I'm sad that you guys will not be with me, at least you'll be with me at Dragonflight. So yes. You got we'll that. Be with you and in we at Orcacon. And Orcacon. We'll be there, too. So, uh, what do we got next? We got our uh, we got David and Evan. So, should we go to that? Let's do it. All yeah. right, let's do that. And we're off. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks. We're back. With our two very special guests. I am Evan Lauscher. My wife, Athena, and I own Games and Gizmos. And my name is David Stansel Garner, and I am one of four people that uh, own Vern and Wells. Well, first of all, I want to thank both of you for allowing us to do our podcast mm-hmm. here. This is absolutely fantastic. And this is a new location for both of you. How's that working out for you? Very solid. We're really happy to be here. Uh, the game store has... 600 more square feet than we had in our Redmond location. Wow. Uh, and if anybody visited us before we moved into our final space here, we've got over a thousand more feet than we had in our temporary space. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and by the way, just so we get this out of the way, where are you located at? Where are both of you located at? <laughs> We're located in beautiful Totem Lake, uh, just outside of Kirkland, mm-hmm. uh, 11232, 120th Avenue Northeast. Suites 101 and 103. Beautiful. And David, your uh, your territory grew a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we doubled the space of the club, um, which allowed us to do a lot more. We now have three private gaming rooms that can be reserved for role-playing groups that can hold up to eight people each, each room. Uh, we have a video game room now with two uh, TVs set up in it. We have a, a much larger play space, mm-hmm. uh, a full kitchenette. Bathrooms on site, the whole nine yards, everything you need for a gaming day. Air conditioner and air conditioner. That is that was <laughs> a selling point for me. Walking yeah. in and seeing that air conditioner and oh, pretty. Just in case someone listening doesn't know, Games and the Gizmos is a game store, yes. and Vernon Wells is a private club. Yes, we're a, we're the social aspect of of the. The, the game store essentially. Okay. Um, there's a lot of for for the grown ups basically. We're the grown up side of things. Cool. That <laughs> 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 being said, we certainly have <laughs> grown ups yeah, hanging just... out in the games and gizmo space as well. But we have yeah, lots of people. The, the Vernon Wall spaces is an adults only club, so it is not. Uh, you're not going to run into the the little kids asking if they can paint on your minis or anything like that. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, how's this partnership working for you guys? Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. On on my end, I am very excited that we've gotten it going. We met years and years ago at a Dragonflight convention. Everybody should go to Dragonflight. Ooh, by Dragonflight. The way, yeah. summer, mm-hmm. uh, the end of August. Uh, but we'd met at a Dragonflight convention years ago and had a couple of meetings where we were like, there's a way for us to partner up and make our businesses work together. We just don't see how to fit the puzzle pieces together and just kind of uh, brute forced our way into a solution uh, over the next few years uh, as we, we sorted out how to make it all work and give the club members a, uh, a place where they can get their games and get things ordered in and generally save them enough money that it's beating Amazon prices uh, for wow. most of their things. Wow, wow nice. Uh, as well yeah. as for the the Games and Gizmos clientele, as, as any sort of friendly local game store, we don't just want to be a place where people casually walk in and then buy their product and leave. We want you to open it up and play it on a table. Right. And 
you know, get going and feel comfortable. And for any of the people who are like, man, it's really packed here on a Thursday evening, or there's a lot of role-playing groups on Wednesday night, well, if you were a member of the club, there's plenty of club space available mm-hmm. to, uh, to carve out a private room or mm-hmm. you know, get your own group going or what have you. Not to mention your full kitchen that you got back there, which is which is great. How does that work? I mean, it, it works out really nice. We have um, free snacks and drinks for members. We do have some premium that we ask for a donation because they're expensive, but uh, but that does allow us to have things like monsters here, mm-hmm. um, and you know the the nice uh, glass coke bottles and stuff like that. Um, the uh, the kitchen has been uh, uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people like. We don't have a stove here, but we do have. Um, you know, places to put a crock pot. We've had people come in um, with uh, big crock pots full of cheese to do nachos. Awesome. <laughs> Day of gaming full of nachos. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be an event I'd get in on Nachos and Cheese Wednesdays. Like <laughs> Woo! I'd, so I'd be like, sign me up for a membership. Yeah. So how, do you, how do you become a member of uh, Vernon Wells and what, what are your rates? Well, there, there's, uh, there's a couple of easy ways to do it, and uh, now is actually the best time to do it um, because in the beginning of August, which uh, is coming up pretty quick, uh, our rates actually will increase. Um, so right now, uh, our basic membership tier is $40, and our full membership tier is $75. Uh, mm-hmm. In uh, August, on August 1st, it'll go up to 95 for the full membership. Um, so now is a perfect time to come in and see it. You can actually schedule a tour um, on our website, vnw.club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's an interesting one. It's not a .com. It's a .club. .com is a, it's a uh, accounting firm out of New Zealand, awesome. I believe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but vnw.club. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have, and I'm tapping a table, which I shouldn't do, uh, vnw.club uh, will have a, a, a little pop-up window in the lower right corner that you can click on and schedule a, a time that works with you. It ties directly into our calendar uh, awesome. and to come in and see the club whenever wow. it works. That's fantastic. And so, Evan, you know, game stores are really, uh, obviously you already know this, but talk to other game store owners, it's tough in this business. Yeah, absolutely. And I... Is this helping you at all? I mean, are, are you actually having, uh, you're not having these freeloaders here from Vernon Wells <laughs> sucking your dry? No, you? no, mean, nothing. Do, do you actually have some of their members coming into your game store going, hey, I need to buy uh, some car magic cards or a board yes, game? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we just had a member put together his own, uh, we had a member put together his own magic cube for, for drafting his, out of his own collection. Wow. And we got him all the sleeves he needed to do that, which was, you know, thousands of sleeves to get that entire set cubed up for him, as well as mm-hmm. helping him find a solution to stand in for uh, putting the cards, sorting the cards into packs. Because when you're cube drafting, just like with any other sort of magic draft, you want to mm-hmm. open a pack with 15 cards in it, pick one out, you know, pass to your friends. Etc. So we were a very convenient solution for him to do that, as well as whenever whenever any of them get the itch to buy some X-Wing mm-hmm. or they need a supplement for their Pathfinder game or what have you, they literally can just walk through the door, they can grab it from us, uh, and again, with the, the Vernon Wells member discounts, they end up getting it uh, better than uh, better than most prices online, which is pretty solid. Right. Awesome. That's so, really hard to do. It, it really is. Uh, the the partnership between the businesses makes it possible. Uh, the, the fact that it's working out for everyone has just been excellent for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's it's rough out there for for game stores that don't have uh, an answer to the question. Why shouldn't I just buy it online and hang right. it in my house? Yeah. Well, I, so, I I noticed that uh, you could have a situation where maybe they're playing magic here. And, you know, obviously you, you have these store hours, you close at a certain time, mm-hmm. 
But Vernon Wells, it's still going on. Yes. You're like, huh, I can go sit in those nice, comfortable chairs and tables, and uh, and I'll just take my magic game or my board game. I'll just walk over there, buy a membership, of course. Yes. <laughs> and I just bust in. Um, well, has that happened? The, the other thing that you can do is um, we do have guest policies, guest oh, okay. privileges with our memberships. So um, if, if you can't afford a membership yourself, just, you know, get a friend who they can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm tapping a table again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what's cool with that is, <clears throat> so even with the guest policy, so which was the one that you could bring, what was it, like three guests or something yeah. like that? Was that the... So the, the full membership allows you to bring in three additional guests, and if you want to bring in more than that, um, we do ask uh, $5 per, per guest, but that's for the whole day. Um, and that mm-hmm. covers, that. you know, guests are considered, um, they are... The responsibility of the member, but they are also considered another extension of the member. So they get the same snacks and drinks and stuff like that. We don't we don't require that guests pay or anything like that. Um, it, they truly are a guest of the club. That's really cool. And just seeing this and me always trying to um, make the best use of the systems in place. You know, having that full um, that full membership. And again, for just I mean limited time of seventy five dollars with uh, it looks like three get or. Uh, yeah, three guests. It's three like guests. drop down like about twenty bucks each. If especially if like is that possible? Like you say like hey you're the point person. Kind of like when you all get an apartment together with friends. Yes. It's like you're the point person, but you know we're each going to drop down twenty. So it's almost like we're only paying a twenty dollar uh, a month membership, but we're all using this. Do, do you yep. have that come up sometimes, or how's that? Yeah, work? we we actually um, we we encourage people to 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 try and <laughs> and do that. Um, I am a habitual table tapper. No. Um, <laughs> when do you come back as a ghost and just tap tables? That's yeah, that is probably my my, my feature. We'll have a seance. Um, we'll we'll have a seance and I'll just tap. We'll do it in the Roddenberry room. There we go. Uh, but we do. We have. Uh, we actually even have a program that allows spouses. For instance, we we found that. Um, uh, uh, quite a number of our members are actually uh, couples. Oh, okay. Um, wow. And That's really cool. There's a, there's a couple of I instances. I would come here to hide from my spouse, but well, <laughs> and, and, she doesn't listen to this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> and and that's fine. I mean, right, we do, right. you do have people who who are um, uh, gaming discordant, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, in their partnership. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <You're> smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But uh, uh, we actually have a, a program where you can uh, get a second access card um, to the club, so that your spouse can come in on you know separately as well, uh, completely independent for an extra fifteen dollars a month. Cool. Um, but if if you get a group together, yeah, you could do that. You could get a group together. Um, you do have to have one person does have the financial and mm-hmm. the you know the liability responsibility. Sure. So I do have to make sure that that is uh, uh, up there first. One person is Parental responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parental access. Got it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's really awesome, and I think that's it's so it's so cool to hear because it's like you have these tiers, but they're not as black and white of. Hey, get this, and then bring guests. I mean, like hearing you kind of break that down is, hey, we'll have um, this individual and you know his or her spouse, and then it's like great, like his or her spouse maybe wants to come, you know, and bring a bunch of their friends. They just wants to have some time with their friends, and and I think it's just so cool that there's so many ways to do that, and you know, you're not um, policing it of, well, he has the main account, you're just the guest. So I mean, I think it's yeah. really cool that the focus isn't like. For those seventy-five dollars, it really is like, hey, obviously we need to stay open, and this is your job. You need to make a living. But at the same time, it's like we just want people to come, connect, 
have fun, like grow, like like I've heard you throw you know use the word uh, the social environment. I mean that sounds like that's kind of the passion we, behind that. We are definitely a community organization, um, and uh, and it's it's we try and keep things. We we consider ourselves a geek club, so we do a lot more than just gaming as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we actually have uh, we've started up uh, monthly craft nights, mm-hmm. um, nice. which. Again, this might be of interest to some spouse that maybe not as a gaming spouse, mm-hmm. but might be interested in doing some crafting stuff. Um, we have special guests that come in and do events, nice. um, do talks on gaming, talks on the game industry, things like that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and, and the, the, the club, um, we, we try to design our tiers so that if you want to have a, a, for example, a role playing group, which is generally about six people. Mm-hmm. What you need is one full membership and one basic membership. And that'll get you enough. If, if among your six-person gaming group you have that, you have enough access for everybody in your gaming group to come down to the club and, and enjoy it socially. Yeah, and that ends up mm-hmm. working out to less than $20 out of pocket per person if everybody's throwing in on those memberships. So that, yep. wow. cool. Steve, you were asking before if we had anybody who just converted immediately yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yes, as soon wow. as the, the two rooms were next to the two uh, spaces were next to each other, we saw a big flood of Games and Gizmos mm-hmm. regulars who converted over into Vernon Wells members, not just for the mm-hmm. discount, but because, well, there's a space over there that we can just go and close the door and we can play our game. Right. Uh, and we can get that going, and that ended up working out fantastic for those folks. So, are you this partnership? Is this a true like this is one business, or is it just two businesses under some kind of agreement? Not yet. Like right now, it's two businesses under right. some sort of okay. agreement. We're still working out a lot of little details. Sure. But, you know. and, then, <laughs> and for games and gizmos, this is your how many years have you been doing this now? My wife and I purchased the store from the previous owners back in October of 2012, but there has right. been a games and gizmos of some variety on the east side or over in Seattle for. Right. 30-plus years. Wow. wow. So we have inherited quite a legacy. Okay. So, but this is yours right here. So you, you, you said bought it in October. Of 2012. 2012. Yes. And so then November 2012 is when you went, holy crap, what did we just do? Luckily, uh, <laughs> there was not that much sticker no? shock. Yeah. I'd, right. uh, I'd been the manager at the, the previous oh, incarnation of the store for right. a few well, years before we took still, over. Still, I mean, I think anyone who goes in the business, including you, David, it's Retail like, special. I don't... That's a big risk. You don't just jump oh, yeah. in. Yes. I know, David, you had a history yeah. of doing businesses, but, but Evan, how was that? Just ju- just saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create my own game store. Because people listening to this, and even myself, I've been thinking, man, it'd be cool to have my own game yeah, store. Who does that <laughs> but then, but then awesome every time I talk to uh, you guys, like, no, I, I don't want to have my own game store. So I, describe that. It is... Everything that people have described to me about skydiving, it is mm-hmm. liberating and terrifying all at the same time <laughs> because all the safety nets are removed. You know, mm-hmm. I, I went from uh, I'd, I'd taken a break from managing the the old place and was working at a, a different business and just mm-hmm. you know yield normal corporate job and went from having my own health insurance because this was before the the health exchanges right? all yeah. opened up or anything. Uh, but have, you know, went from having health insurance and having. Uh, Having a stable, known, you know, mm-hmm. these are my work hours, this is when my paycheck comes in, to, well, you know, now I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. and the way that we've incorporated, uh, you know, I'll get paid when I can, and right. uh, all of that craziness that goes into it. But at the same time, yeah, I make my own hours, and yes, I definitely mm-hmm. work more than I, I worked at, at any other job. But right. like when you guys came in this morning, the work that I absolutely needed to get done today was basing a miniature. Right, so right. I got to put some basing on a miniature as opposed to having to carve the time out for that after work mm-hmm. or what have you. And even when I'm working on like the numbers and the spreadsheets and all of the the math, 
at the end of the day, it's still to get games in that people right. like to play, yeah. and that's very, very rewarding. And that's the thing, too, is uh, I, I've seen some businesses fail because, obviously, we're all nerds, we're geeks, we, we love game stores, we love playing games, but you have to have you have to be business savvy, right? I mean, you can't just go into this thinking, oh, man, I love games. I love D and D. I love Magic. The All Gathering. my friends will buy stuff from People me, and I'll be good on business. Stuff. I mean, you really. And so, you you two have any advice for people out there listening, thinking, you know, I wanna I wanna start my own business, and I want to do it in the tabletop gaming world. What what do you what advice do you have for them? So, from a a, a retail shop standpoint, I think the best possible thing that you can do is go hang out and have conversations with game store owners. Get get it from them. And some game store owners are of the mindset that more shops in the area is bad. You know, they don't want to talk to you because you're potential competition. Mm -hmm. There is another mindset to that, that so long as the the area is not being choked by shops, so long as there's a a decent amount of space between them, not across the street from each other, having multiple shops that people can go to means that each store can focus in on its own strengths and let other stores pick up their own strengths, which leads to a more vibrant community. Um, that, uh, that's me getting on a soapbox. Yeah. We'll bring it back to the question. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. But uh, to, to answer that that specific question, yeah, talk to talk to game store owners. Come and have a conversation. Most of us are willing to talk your ear off about our experiences, what our expectations were coming into it, and what it looks like for us now. Well, that's. Uh... That's good, as long as they don't uh, start up a business close to you, right? That's, that's Yeah, across the street's a little rough. Other right. side of Kirkland might be a little <laughs> awkward, but, like, man, Bothell could use a game store. There's Zulu's up there, which is awesome. Hey, mm-hmm. shout out to, to my good friends at Zulu's. People should check them out. But there is Super much nice a people there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's much a restaurant as there, a game store. Well, it's, so. it's kind of the same as with the game designers that we've interviewed. It's like a lot of them work together, share ideas, bounce things off one another. And there's kind of this, this co-opetition thing that's going on. It's, yes. it's just kind of a cool environment to be around. Yeah. Yeah, I think my, my piece of advice would be um, more on the financial sense is, is however much you think it's going to be, triple that. Right. And yeah. that's going to be kind of close to what you'll actually spend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things that I, I've had multiple businesses now, and it's, it's probably no matter how much experience you have estimating how much your costs are going to be and how much it's going to cost to, to run your operations daily, you're going to run into overages yep. and you need to be able to, to withstand that. And get an accountant, right? You don't, and get an accountant. don't do your own. A lot of oh, uh, boy, game stores. You please get your own accountant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, that's good. Please have an accountant. Yes. Um, and listen to them. <laughs> right. I mean, we won't... I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but, you know, we some of the game store owners that I've talked to the ones that didn't have an accountant ran to major, major problems. So, so you know, take the time. Take it, It's worth the cost yes, to get an account. Exactly. And when you get into taxes or anything like that, as it turns out, ignorance is not an excuse. <laughs> the state is not forgiving. Of Nobody told okay. me. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that that was a rule. Well, right. they got to pay anyway. So. Right, right. Yeah, They're not going to give me your hand. <laughs> no, okay, don't do that again. Having having someone who can help you through that uh, is is really solid, and having the the benefit of them being an actual licensed tax professional is is perfect because then you're protected in case right. mistakes are made. So, so, what what conventions are you guys going to be at coming up? We are gearing up to run a number of events at Dragonflight this year, which is the last weekend mm-hmm. in August. Uh, tickets are available on their website right now, both for the convention and all the the different crazy things. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and then we're, we'll also be at Dragonflight okay. as well. Um, we, uh, we're actually looking for other small local conventions for the club 
to go to. Um, Maybe like an OrcaCon? Yeah, have you heard of OrcaCon? I heard they're okay. We, we, we might have sponsored them one year. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, All right, and good. we might already have sponsored next year. Okay. Yeah. We we might have been we've one already the told, them, <laughs> told them that we want to sponsor next year. Yeah, OrcaCon is fantastic. Uh, we'll also be doing the GE2 convention in October okay. of this okay. year, which yep. is uh, it's more of a broad-based experiential gaming convention mm-hmm. so there's going to be like drone racing and video games as well as tabletop games wow, and, and all sorts of awesome. stuff going on we, there yeah well okay did you say drone racing yeah. like drone as in like like actual flying drone and somehow it, it like, was so cool looking last mm-hmm. year they set up this big obstacle course with like cargo netting and, and milk crates and things like that <laughs> and the people who were racing them it looked like I'd stepped into one of our shadow run books because these guys all had <laughs> oh my VR headsets on and these big complicated control wow. setups and were tilting and moving as they moved their as their what? drones flew around the course those things move so fast it's, dude it's crazy I'm freaking out that sounds like something out of just these wonderful drones that I always wake up to early <laughs> That sounds awesome. No, it's it's super cool. I got really, really close to spending way more money than I have on getting a drone rig just by watching these guys oh, play so this awesome. thing. But it, it's really cool, and GE2 is a lot of fun. So what do, you, what do you guys got going on just in the store and maybe in Vernon Wells coming up maybe? Uh, of course, this podcast probably go up mid-July, late July. Do you... Can you project that far out? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Is there a release? Is there a magic release there, coming up? There are a handful <laughs> of things uh, coming down the pipe. So the right. uh, the second set in the Amonkhet block for Magic is coming out in early July. So we will have the, the pre-release at our shop and then the release event next weekend for Hour of Devastation, or that next weekend for Hour of Devastation, as well as a game day later in the month. Which will be the past for you listeners. Uh, yes, for all yeah. you people listening, unfortunately, you will have missed the pre-release. You might be able to get in for the release, depending on when the podcast comes mm-hmm. out. Give us a call or email us. We'll let you know what's coming We'll put it on the Facebook page on yes. this. We'll do that, yeah. uh, in addition to that, mm-hmm. the for the first time, we are able to hold a PPTQ, a pre-Pro Tour qualifier, for magic, so oh, we're nice. running okay. one of those in September. So this is plenty of shout out time for folks to be prepared that we're doing that. I believe we are going to be doing a modern PPTQ, but I need to double check with our uh, organizer, organizing and coordinator to to make sure that that's accurate. But check out our Facebook page; we'll have all the information up on that. But we're finally in a space where we have plenty of room to fit that number of people into the shop for an event. So we're very excited. Nice. And then for uh, for the club, we've got um, some of our luminaries are coming in. Every uh, we we have uh, several uh, what we call luminaries, and these are people who uh, contribute to the game industry. So these are writers, oh, okay. editors, designers. Um, I think we got know. a couple coming yeah. to this room doing more podcasts. We do. We, we've got we've got some podcasts mm-hmm. happening here. Um, we also have, um, unfortunately, it'll have gone by already, but we have uh, uh, Jennifer Brozek is coming in to do an RPG talk oh, in nice. the beginning of July, which nice. will yeah. be after mm-hmm. this comes out. <laughs> but she also is going to be doing um, a quarterly events um, where we'll do some maybe some writing classes, some editing, you know, how to edit, how to, how to do your stories, things right. like that. Uh, we have uh, some game designers coming in that'll be doing special one-off game, you know, prototype play mm-hmm. and things like cool. that. Um, and I know we've got a whole bunch more on the calendar, but I'm not 100% sure in no. August. I that. know that at our, uh, our big grand opening event, uh, Jennifer Brozek, uh, mm-hmm. author, and Echo Chernick, 
Exactly. Artist, yeah. uh, both of whom have worked on Shadowrun things in the past, were in the corner talking quietly to each other, rubbing their hands together and laughing gleefully. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that so means. So an, in the an idea like, was created right here. Well, they, I know that they've both worked on, on some of the same published products in the past. Right. I, I have no idea what it means for the future, but both of them were excited and said they were really happy to meet face-to-face. So fingers crossed mm-hmm. that we'll see something cool from the two of them coming up in the near future. So. And, and nice. both Echo and, Je- and Jennifer are luminaries here at the club and are fantastic people. If you get the chance oh, to come cool. into one of the events, I encourage you to. So my and my big question is, did, now Vernon Wells has been around for quite some time, and then well, Lindsay Gizmos Gizmo has been around well, quite some significantly. Time. Yeah. You yeah. guys have been around longer than, if not as long as I have been alive. Uh, sorry, Steve, but uh, so what do you envision looking forward to, like the next two three years? Um, what is your dream for whether it's expansion or growth or anything, whether and not just in partnership with each other, but just even separately as businesses? What's your kind of your dream with that? Uh, from the Games and Gizmos side, I think we want to lean more on being able to offer more to the community. Uh, Vernon Wells mm-hmm. is a it's 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 more than a jump in point for people. It is a you know it, it's a community that people are building together, and not everybody is ready for that community or ready to to step into that role. So having games and gizmos as a a place where you can casually come in, I'm just coming in for this one weekend event or what have you, Mm -hmm. it's something that we really want to lean more on. We're going to be offering painting classes for people who want to do hobby painting with their miniatures. We just set up some airbrush stations, and as soon as we have the rest of the equipment in place for those, we're going to be offering classes to teach people how to airbrush, because if, if you're into hobbying at all and you're like me, airbrushing is this big, like question mark that that has dollar signs floating behind it yeah. and you think it's expensive <laughs> yeah. and it's really hard to do right. uh, but we're going to have some great uh, actual awesome. painters come in teach people how to do it and get in on that for, for fairly inexpensive uh, output mm-hmm. so but more than just for specifically hobby things what we really want to do is start offering classes start offering more of these like regular learning events to go on top of our regular gameplay events that we have we have enough amazing creators in the area mm-hmm. there's so many game companies that mm-hmm. have their start out here have their designers out here that being able to say well if you're interested in making a board game these are the nine steps you need to have in place before you start thinking about putting it on a kickstarter or what mm-hmm. have you and having a physical space where people can come in and have those talks have those conversations is exactly the sort of thing that we want to do awesome okay and on the Vernon Wells mm-hmm. side I, uh, I I definitely agree with Evan I I, uh, I think that um, we're kind of we're, we're the we're the leveled up version. <laughs> like, like you come in as a gamer, and you come mm-hmm. in as a as, as interested, and you 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 get to go into to games and gizmos, and you see all the the space that they have, and the, the cool new tables that that Athena did an amazing job resurfacing, and yeah. so the place looks really cool, and and you can come in and hang out and, and game, and if and and if this is for you, if this is what you really really like, and what you really are passionate about, you know, we also have that that one next step, which is you know just next door right. at Vernon Wells. Um, what we'd like to do in our long term is to be able to expand this um, beyond this location, but to also look at maybe an east side location, or sorry, a west side location as well. I get okay. reversed in my head yeah, all the time. Well, thank, well, that sounds like a fantastic future, of course. Mm-hmm. We'd like to be there at the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so thank you guys for coming. Uh, last thing I, I just need to ask, uh, how do we get a hold of you? You got Twitters, you got Facebook, what, get laid on. We are Games and Gizmos on Facebook, 
Um, we are also contact at gamesandgizmosonline.com if you want to email us. You can also call the shop at 425-497-9579 or come visit us any day of the week. We are open 11 a.m. until 10 p.m. seven days a week. All right. And for us, we're at uh, vnw.club. That's victornovemberwhiskey.club. Not, you know, vnw. Uh, And... (laughs) And uh, we can also be reached by phone at eight four four Pro Geek. Uh, that's eight four four seven seven six four three three five. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, we we'd love to uh, set people up with tours. Show sure. the club. All right, gentlemen. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank yeah, you guys very much. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Well, it was great to talk to um, Vern and Wells again. Um, Evan and David. Evan, of course, from Games and Gizmos. Yes. And David from Vern and Wells. Yes. That was very cool. I love the new the new digs. Oh, they were awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You want to do some role-playing, do it there. That's right. Want to do some gaming on the computer, do it, well, it's not computer, but console gaming. Console gaming, yes. yeah. Sorry, I'm old That's school. I think that beer's kicking in. Very, it is. They, they got a big, comfortable couch, <laughs> big screen TV in there, um, really nice lighting just for gaming in there as well. I mean, they got... you. I could see if I had a membership, I would honestly just go and chill. And if you're listening to this, get a membership right now, unless it's too late. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, remember we mentioned about yeah, they were going to bump close. up the thing, yeah. yeah. So just get a membership, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, that, that's what you should be doing. And the other thing you should be doing, hopefully, is if you enjoy our podcast, go. I enjoy our podcast. I enjoy it. Um, go to iTunes and mm-hmm. please rate us. Whatever you please. feel, five family, five many five star right. reviews you want to do, give us a little review. That would be great. If you're not going to give us a star or two stars, just don't rate us. That would be cool too. <laughs> If no. you think we suck, don't rate us. No, I've been thinking about contacting us. If I wanted to do that, mm-hmm. what way mm-hmm. would I be able to do that? So you can contact us through geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. And you can contact us about anything. I mean, it could say, you could honestly say, hey, your last ap- episode wasn't very good. Who would do that? But then we would say, How okay, dare you? what can we do better? So <laughs> yeah, we are, if, yeah. If there's a listener out there that's going to do that, do not do that. Uh, <laughs> we, no, you can do we, that. We are fine with that. <laughs> um, but give us some examples. Instead of just saying, hey, this wasn't good, okay, why? What can we do better? Because that's yeah. the thing is, you know, mm-hmm. we're learning. We want to get better. So mm-hmm. we actually really appreciate that. Any ideas you have, if you're like, hey, it'd be cool if you had a segment like this. Yeah. Awesome. And you can also contact us even more quickly and directly on Twitter. So we're Geeks of Cascadia. On Twitter, so again, that'd be at Geeks of Cascadia, and then we're also on Facebook if you search for Geeks of Cascadia. And you can review us on Facebook as well. I've done yep. it. We That's have right. one review by me. Oh, wow. Oh, I gave you. us five stars. Thank you, Sounds Steve. a little biased, but... That's great. You're welcome. And you're then welcome. With, uh, with iTunes also, um, please subscribe. That way, whenever new episodes come out, it'll automatically download if yes. that's what you have your settings set to. So you don't even have to go, oh, I wonder if there's an And episode. I believe by the time you're hearing this episode, we are on Google Play. If Paul did everything right and did the right clicking and yes, mousing. Yeah, yeah. The mousing mm-hmm. was hard. Yes. Uh, and, and apparently we also have um, some some Geeks of Cascadia a friend out there, a little elf going around and um, creating accounts for us on everything. So Thank you. Thank you. Apparently now we're on BGG. Uh, that's Board Game Geek. Uh, apparently now we we're on... We are a thing now. We're on some other 
things that we didn't sign up for, which we're fine with, and we just got to, you know, do some research into that. But please, um, yeah, check it out. Tell your friends. And, of course, a big part of this is um, we are huge supporters of OrcaCon. They are... Um, big supporters of us. They're our sponsor. It's a mutual They're relationship. Awesome. They're awesome. Or- mm-hmm. And so remember that that con is January 12th through 14th. That is actually Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. So many Very people fitting. may may Very many fitting. people may have that Monday off. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 2018 because it's like you could game for three days. Yes. and then sleep all day Monday. Yes, and then you are good. So um, be sure to check that out. We have you know for those of you that don't know our con, we have. Just panels all of those days. We have so much open play. We should we do have, a panel. We have a game library. We should. We have a game library. Podcast we panel. Have, um, we just have so much stuff. And on top of that, which I don't feel like we talk about a lot, is we would love for volunteers. So if you would love to volunteer for that, please email at volunteer at orcacon.org. We need to interview Chip. Yes, I just we need to get Chip that. back on here. She's a maniac. Okay. Very important. I know Chip. She's a maniac. Maniac. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, my beer is empty. Okay. So we should probably wrap this up. We should wrap it up. And so the DM just showed up. Yes, because we gotta we gotta play our game. We gotta kill some hill giants. Because it is Monday. Monday is RPG day. Oh, by Perfect the way, day. one last thing. We do have to mention this. If you if there is a game out there that you want us or not us our new segment with Kelly and Doug to review, contact us contact us at geeksofcascadia.com. And with that, no I, web, web address, what, no, we what? don't have a website. Oh wait, sorry, geeks of <laughs> geeks of Cascadia at gmail dot com. No more beer for you. Wow, <laughs> I uh, I failed that. Uh, that one more for the blue samurai. Yes, one more for the blue samurai. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, embrace the nerd. And I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Kiki outtakes. Okay, this is a test. I hope this works. We're testing again now here. We always test. Yeah, this should sound pretty good. I'm hoping it'll sound pretty good. Where's my beer?